Hey, it's me, Noah, coming at you with another juicy episode of Riftwalkers. This one's especially juicy because it's the 100th episode, so happy 100 episodes, everybody. Just wanted to take a little second here to give a special shout-out to our latest patron, Josh G. We're a little late on the shout-out, but we thank you greatly for your support. Now, without any further ado, here is Riftwalkers. We find ourselves once again in the realm of Destira, as the party faces off against Kirill, the bloodied orphan. A wave of undead storm toward the group as they fight the bloodied orphan in a small stream. The latest thing to happen is Brynja, having just been stabbed right through the chest as everyone else fights for their lives beside him. To recap the initiative order, it goes player, the orphan, player, player, cad, player, 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 and then the undead horde barreling towards you. The bloodied orphan just went, having speared through Brynir with its skeletal arm. Now, a player gets to go. I believe Rolander was right next to this whole shindig. You are. Great. Then, after the bloodied orphan impales Brynir, Rolander steps back up to the fight. He is going to attempt to tack with emphasis on whatever is holding Rainier aloft. First attack is a 20, not natural. That does not hit. Alrighty. The sword clangs harmlessly off and is not able to cause any real damage, but reeling back, he does a 23. That hits. Good. So misjudging the strength needed for the first attack, Rainier reels back and lets loose a second one. This attack is going to deal, dealing 23 damage. You can either deal full damage to the orphan, or you can deal zero damage and break its hold on Brynir. It's going to deliver the full damage. All right, you slash across its skin, opening up more wounds on its gaunt body. Great, and then Rolandir readies himself for anything coming at him. Another player. I would like to send my simulacrum over to Brynir, and it will cast Dimension Door and take him 40 feet away from the orphan. So he is technically restrained. So you can you can contest the orphans for bringing an unwilling creature, Laurel. What is the role that needs to be done? There, There isn't a save specified, so... But if you want to contest, like, strength versus my spellcasting attack. I think it will. That is a 10. Okay, the simulacrum will then dimension door Brynir 40 feet away from the orphan. If I can go 40 feet in the direction of Bartholomew, that would be radical. I would recommend excluding the vertical degree there. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. <laughs> in your general vicinity, not into the air. I do not want to drop Brynir on the ground. And then Val himself will use... Oh, wait, shoot. My simulacrum's the one that cast the illusory dragon, didn't it? <laughs> My simulacrum will then use its bonus action to um, use its illusory drake to do acid damage again to the thing. Intelligence saving throw, please. That will be 18. That is my DC, so it'll take half damage. 
Alrighty then, how much damage will it take from this spray of acid? Uh, 24, halved to 12. You should have just said it was, that, that was half. 48 was the number of acid damage. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> it's only 76, but that'd be really cool. Okay, um, and then Val himself, I'm going to go ahead and cast Disintegrate on my, my good friend. So it'll make a dexterity saving throw, please. 26. Ooh, that definitely saves. So it'll take half of 75, so 37 damage. And that's it for Val. As the horde of undead continue to barrel toward you on this, like, shattered plane that Cad has uplifted, he turns to whoever's closest, which may be Mick or Vamak, and he says, I can't keep this up for much longer. You need to finish off this damned beast. And then he lets out another wave of energy, and you can see that he is very physically drained by this point. And a massive fissure opens up like in a straight line, about 40 feet wide and 300 feet long. And it engulfs a good uh, couple hundred of these these undead. A player's turn. So, okay, question, DM. With intent, can the mock conjure an F-22 raptor? Call in an airstrike. Uh, no, because you have no visual reference or anything for that. What if he drew one as a child? <laughs> the problem is he didn't. All right. Well, if Vamak cannot summon an F-22 Raptor with intent, even though he does have a vivid imagination, um, he will just cast Blight on the Bloody Dorphin, um, and which means... Good old bloody orphan needs to do a constitution saving throw. 24. Mm, needed a 25. No, no, I'm just kidding. All right, then he'll only take 22 damage from it. So as Vamak casts Blight, you see some necromantic energy kind of wash over the bloodied orphan. Um, and you can see it's like almost drying up a little bit. There's moisture and vitality just kind of leaking out as Vamak deals 22 points of damage. And the bloodied orphan is a little bit closer to death. A very tiny bit. <laughs> Two more players. Mick is going to yell to Brunier, Hold on, darling, I'll be back to help you. And then moves forward 10 feet. Actually, let's do 20, just for safe measure. And is going to cast Fireball. Ooh. Towards our, our beauty here. So. That will catch Reese. Or Rolandir. Oh, gosh. Do it. I can take it. Okay, I'm going to do it. Sorry, Rolandir. <laughs> okay, I'm still going to cast Fireball then. It got 12. Rolandier got dexterity. Yeah. Uh, 23. Yep, you beat that. Yay! Orphan takes full damage. Rolandier takes half. 39. 39 damage. All right. Last player. Lidotz. And by Lidotz, I mean Bartholomew. <laughs> He's going to fly over to Brynir, who is pretty toast, if I'm not wrong, right? I mean, he has this hole in his chest, but he looks like a Banff because he's standing up and he's about to run back into battle. Please heal him. Yeah, I'm going to shove my panacea down your throat. So uh, Bartholomew flies in and he pulls out what could be a familiar potion. And he pretty forcefully shoves it down Brynir's throat. Brynir's a little tense. He's feeling, you know, he's got the blood is pumping. So he just kind of pops open his mouth shoves the thing down his throat, holds his nose till he drinks, 
and uh, the skin and flesh that was previously a gigantic hole in the middle of Brynir's chest, you actually can watch as it just knits itself together. And he just says, now, you've got about ten minutes before you're not going to be any use to anyone, so you better get there and take care of that. And that will be Bartholomew's turn. So as the horde continues to barrel toward you, they make considerable ground, especially these attacks that Katagas has been making on them have actually helped them along closer to you. So the first of these thousands of undead come within range. They won't attack you this round. They're still a few, a, a, a good distance away. But by next time their turn comes along, some of you will be under siege. All right, top of the round, player's turn. I mean, I'm down to go. If uh, Go for it. Cool. Rinier, kind of stunned for a second as he was teleported and then had this bottle of something shoved down his throat immediately after. He, he notices that he, he feels a lot better and he was like, yes. And then he charges at the bloody dwarfin with his great axe. On my first attack, we got a natural 20. Nice. And for my next attack, does a 21 hit. No, a 21 does not hit. Uh, as Brynir is running up to the bloodied orphan, he just looks at it, trying to make eye contact with it, and says, I'm not dead yet, arsehole. And then he swings right at its chest. Amazing. <laughs> so he buries the axe into his chest, 51 damage, 11 of which is radiant. And then he pulls it out and tries to give it another swing, but it looks like it reels back right before it makes contact with the slash across his chest. Oh, and as a bonus action, I'm going to use Zealous Presence, and everybody gets advantage on attacks and saving throws. All right. Oh, boy. Well, it's the orphan's turn, and the orphan's attention was, or its aggro had shifted to Val, but uh, <laughs> Lucky Brynir is back on the chopping block as it turns to him, and just in this, like, raspy, strange voice, it just goes, Mother! Father! And then it headbutts the f out of you for <laughs> 78 damage. Oh, man. It's 39 damage. Because he's enraged. I guess this is bludgeoning. So 39 is not a wound, I imagine. Um, It is a minor wound. All right. You have a negative one on strength and dexterity related checks from a concussion. Reeling back. After smashing you in the forehead, it's going to do it a second time with some renewed vigor. And that is going to be 72 damage. Some head this guy has. It is all, it's taking half damage on these, by the way. So oh. it's hurting itself to do this. All right. That is the orphan's turn. You are not restrained, by the way. Nice. The mock with renewed vigor and discovering that Eldritch Blast is probably one of the best spells that he can cast. He is going to spam the ever-living heck out of it. He rolled, because of Brynir's advantage on all of these rolls, he rolled a 25, a 28, and a nat 20. Delicious. Just rolling for damage. I'm assuming all three of those hit. Yep. All right. Three shots of Eldritch Blast streak forth from Vamok's hands, going tried and true with this one, dealing a total of 46 damage, Ooh. which was more than his frickin' fourth level spell, so why even bother? Yeah, why would you ever cast anything Why else? even bother doing anything other than a cantrip? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and each of them impact the bloodied Orphid as 
purpley and yellowy necrotic energy flies through the air, distracting it not only with the damage, but also the bright lights of the spell. And now, Vamak comes to a resting position. You know, he does one of those breathing techniques or something that, like, martial artists do, because his turn is over. That sly devil of Fran slid some martial arts in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Rolandir will go. So Rolandir turns to Val, sees him, and also some lacrum, and he just says, I think we need to finish this thing fast. They're getting closer, referencing the undead things. I think together we can take this thing out. We need to I don't know. Combust it. Explode it. And he's going to just ready an action for whenever Val chooses to do a spell as well that they're going to do some intent on. You can add your intent score to Val's. Oh, this is delightful. I'm, thank you, Brent. I'm so excited. Cad, hearing this, says, good idea. And he turns his attention away from the horde to also assist Val. And you can add... <gasps> A 26 to your uh, score would be roll. 26? We got to take lessons from Cad when we get back at the mock. Seriously. And Rolandir. I still don't know if that's good or not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. For reference, I have the highest intent score and mine is a plus 17. So that's almost double mine. So who's going next? Val, Val, Val. <laughs> I mean, I got quite a quite an intent boost here, and I am. Val is juiced. Got magical steroids to do this thing. <laughs> okay, just to sort of be completely overkill dramatic, because that's Val in a nutshell. The simulacrum is going to cast fireball on the horde to sort of try to pick out as many of those as it can that are closest to us. How much damage will that do? It's 30 if they fail their saves. You dispatch 30 of the horde. Heck yeah. I will also use the simulacrum's bonus action <laughs> to uh, do the illusory dragon on the orphan. So if it could make an intelligence saving throw, that would be great. 27. That'll save for sure. 24, so 12. And then Val himself. But I'm so excited. You didn't go Fire Lord Ozai on this sucker. <laughs> the power I of the had sun. another intention, and I'm gonna sort of double flavor it this way. I would like to like wring the orphan like a towel. Like I want to twist it up into like a little tiny ball. Ugh! Is that how you wring towels? I, I've been doing it wrong <laughs> for years. <laughs> like this. Like this. I want to wring. wring yeah, yeah, like yeah. A towel. And I think with the intention of making it really small and then just exploding that. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna black hole the orphan here. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I want to do. You can sure try. It's a 59 on the d20, 90 on the d100. That was unsuccessful. No, dang it! <laughs> you have not completely failed in your intent, and so as you see the body of the orphan begin to contort and contract. You get about a third into your spell, basically, as you see parts of its, you know, inner body twist under its translucent skin, and you see some of its bones, like its ribs and such, snap and puncture throughout its inner organs, and even outside through its skin, like one of, a, one of the bones, the ulna in its forearm just cracks and shoots out of its arm, and you will deal a hundred damage. 
I'll take it. Reese is really familiar with pulling bones out of people's arms, so I think he's probably the one who influenced that bit of intent. I think if, if we can do that again, like I don't care if it's me or Valandir or Cad or Vamok, but if we can combine all of our intent rolls again, that would be really rad. <laughs> all right, who's next? I'm going to try something. Not knowing how mindless this horde is, uh, Bartholomew is going to shoot off to stand between it and he's going to throw, he's going to sprinkle like a, a just a, a, a very powdery liquid pixie dust. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just sprinkle in some pixie dust out of a small satchel. And he's casting hallucinatory terrain. And suddenly now, to everyone's eyes, there is a 150-foot long wall just between the horde and all of these people. By all these people, meaning us. Okay. All right, is it mixed turn then? Yes, it should be mixed turn, I believe. So Mick is going to ward Bardic Inspiration to Relandir, uh, assuming that he's going to cast next, uh, or he's going to use intent next. And then Mick, seeing that not much that he can do, starts running towards the orphan with his rapier in hand. And he's like 30 feet away from me, so that's my pace. So I actually... You make it. Okay. Mick, I'm not going to lie, that's pretty ballsy. This orphan's been hit pretty hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mix a ballsy person. Hey, I haven't been hit yet, so there you go. So can I attack then? Because I made it made it too. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Let's do it. Uh 17 on that attack. You betcha Sally Baby, I didn't get him. Yeah, that is a miss. <laughs> okay, and I just expended all of my paces. Idiot, idiot. Okay, well, I tried to slash at his ankles because he's pretty dang tall. And I'm like, take that and pierce (laughs) at one of his ankles. But um, obviously I'm a little disoriented and winded from running 30 feet. So (laughs) I miss. The horde reaches the group and washes over you all. My question for Ammon was, if they just run into your illusory terrain, what happens? Go right through. Nope, then they go right through. And as they wash over everybody, uh, gnawing and clawing and slashing, including the orphan, everyone takes 33 damage. Ow. If you take a minor wound from the horde, you are bleeding, you'll take five persistent damage. All right. Back to the top. I tell you what, V-Man is going to help whoever's casting the next fireball towel ringing of death. <laughs> I think it's Rolandir because he's got Bardic. Okay, Rolandir, Vamok mentally sends you an image of both a burning, uh, of a towel being rung and burning simultaneously. He's seen it many times. It's just this weird, like, uh subliminal message that Rolandir gets <laughs> as these things are running by him. So Noah's more focused on the part where the supernova becomes a black hole. It's that instant. So he's, yeah, he's communicating yeah. that. And surprisingly, burning twisted towels is a big part of Goliath culture. So so he's very familiar with this. <laughs> no. um, so he will just give his intent bonus, which I believe is 13 to whoever is casting the next big bad fireball. All right then, it's the orphan's turn. So as the horde washes over everyone, orphan included, these countless bodies just smashing into everyone, everyone fighting seven, eight different battles at once against these undead. The orphan is 
slashing and thrashing in every direction, not aiming for anyone in particular, Brynir, Rolandir, everyone around it just forgotten as it screams again, And then you hear this, like, echoey plunk as the ground where the orphan stands erupts in a ripple, as if a giant droplet fell onto a still pond that is this earthen terrain, and everything just buckles and ripples outward from the orphan's position, displacing everyone 30 feet in the air, Except Bartholomew. (laughs) (laughs) Any sort of check we can do to lessen any effect? You'll take regular falling damage from that, which I will roll now. And so everyone takes 14 damage as you smack into the ground. You can roll dexterity saving throws if you'd like to not fall prone. Anybody who's around Rolandir, which should be Brynir and Mick at least, will get plus five to that check. And don't forget that you have advantage. Oh, God. Thank goodness. <laughs> this was still really bad. <laughs> Mick got 27. But Mark got a 16. If you get over a 15, you're fine. Val got a 4. <laughs> the simulacrum got a 15. Rolander got 23. Sounds like everyone but Val is lands on their feet. <laughs> That's embarrassing. The majority of the horde is also knocked off their feet, and there's barely any standing at this point as the orphan looks around. Rolandir and Brynir are right beside it, correct? Yep. Both of you, please roll strength checks. The number to beat is 32. Oh, man. 28 for Rolandir. 34. Then Brynir is able to resist having his head smashed into the ground, but Rolandir is not. Is it still too late to try to conjure the F-22? So Rolandir's getting curb stomped. Rolandir is getting curb stomped into the ground, The this rocky terrain at the riverbed for 59 damage. He almost dead. Almost. But that is still a minor wound. <laughs> it's one, one point away from a major wound. You're going to have minus one to strength and dexterity from a concussion. So whose turn is next? Is there a um, section of horde that is not completely surrounding us that the simulacrum can fireball to? Yeah, there's plenty. They're, they're, they're as far as the eye can see. Okay, I'll go ahead and do that. 32? You destroy 32 more of this horde. Cool. Seems kind of futile, but I'm gonna keep doing it. Um, I will illusory drake the uh, good old orphan, so if you can make an intelligence save. 12. Fail. Uh, 20 damage, acid damage to the orphan on that. Val will use his turn to grant Rolandir his intent bonus, which is plus 17. Val will say, well, I didn't do it. Why don't you give it a try? As Rolandir just got his head stomped on, he just gives a, th- <laughs> gives a thumbs up. <laughs> Pick yourself up and try again, Godborn. All right, who's next? Bartholomew will go. Um, and seeing that Rolandir's not doing so hot, he's having a couple of issues. Bartholomew swings down, I guess... Realistically, he just got his face smashed in. It's not like I can shove a potion into his mouth. I didn't think this potion-making guy out very well. You can pour a potion into the gaping <laughs> mess. Throw a bottle on the back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> Bartholomew swings down, and he splashes onto Rolandir's back. Uh, it's just a liquid from a potion. And then he strikes a match and drops it 
onto his back. Rolandier then is engulfed in flames, and uh, <laughs> I'm helping you, buddy. <laughs> I'm just helping you get the mental picture. <laughs> Time to get up, lazy bones. So, uh, yeah, so he strikes a match, and this liquid that was sprinkled upon him bursts into flames. And Rolandier is completely unaffected. However, every time that uh, this is fire shield, um, it is a painfully bright light. And every time the attacker takes an attack on him, he will take 2d8 fire damage for every attack that hits. The attacker will. The attacker will. I guess, and you are also resistant to cold damage, but less helpful. Cool. And also you look like a total bamp. It really calls back to your time when you were in the ASMR and you had the glowy face. Now you lit on fire. Katagas, seeing the trend here, will ignore the horde at their feet for now and say, I'm ready when you are, Rolandia. All right, so Rolandia standing up, burning with flames, having just gotten stepped on. Do I take that five damage at the beginning or end of my turn? Beginning? Yes. All right. As he's standing up, the death ward that had been emblazoned on his arm prior shatters. And he knows this is his last shot. Oh, man. (laughs) So chaos ensuing around him. He stares this thing in the eye and just says, burn. So my D20 is an 87. Yeah, baby. And my D100 (laughs) is a 38. Not bad, not bad. As you speak these words, you see a pillar of fire erupt in the sky and shoot down, engulfing the orphan. You hear it begin to scream and shriek as this fire washes over its body and disintegrates its very form. And then in a blinding burst of light, this enormous pillar of fire that is whipping around and drawing everything and everyone into it explodes. And you are all blinded. Ha! I'm already blind. (laughs) (laughs) Joke's on you. Actually, Brynir's not blinded. He can't be blinded or deafened. Because of his blinding rage! And as everyone is blasted back out of the realm of Destira itself, oh boy. you are going to take 64 damage each. Rolander's HP is at a big ol' zero. Bartholomew's HP is 62. That was a lethal wound. Not lethal, sorry. Major. Brynir is at zero HP. Um, if I'm not mistaken, due to Death Ward, I am at one HP. V-Man is at 28 HP. That was a major wound. Val is at 14 HP and has a major wound. As you are blasted out of the realm of Destira back into the summoning circle below the tavern, your bodies careen out of this fiery portal that opens and closes as soon as you pass through it, uh, much to a shocked Luna, as Rolandir and Brynir roll to a silent stillness on the ground. Bartholomew, Vamak, Mick, and Val barely catching their breath as you've escaped the bloodied orphan. 